Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast, where we are featuring February, no, we are featuring June 28th, 1986, from Alpine Valley in East Troy, Wisconsin. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Nob and Fig. Let's give them a ball of confusion. Hello, friends. <laughs> Hello? friends <laughs> friends well I, I it's understandable that you're confused uh having just come back from the sphere yeah you were Las camping Vegas, out of the sphere all on, week yeah yes um, how was it live it was, on location it was good i am the person who captured that image of john mayer face on the sphere nice. uh, i am the one who um i i saw them testing those visuals very very late in the evening um so yes uh i think this is true you met bono yes oh wow yes what a week Uh, you've had changed my life when when they have a residence in the sphere it doesn't mean that they have taken up residence knob for most bands that's true but but u2 actually has that's part of their contract is u2 does live there and they do they do tours like they do like guided tours of the sphere um, and the U2 guys like kind of have to be out and about to really make it worth the, the price of the tickets. If, if this is you, all true. I read about it on Reddit. If you look at the Sphere's <laughs> box office and you look just two doors down, that's actually the front door to Bono's apartment. Yeah, oh. they, they make the drummer sleep in the box office. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they all have cool names except for the drummer. I, yeah. And the bassist, I guess. We're running out of things I know about you, too, so (laughs) let's keep it moving. (laughs) Well, before we get to our main event of June 28th, 1986 from Alpine Valley, we are, of course... I still haven't found what I'm looking for. That joke was sitting right in front of us. Damn it. Sorry. (laughs) We Better late than never, Nob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm known for my impeccable comedic timing, and we're better to say this joke I thought of too late than in the middle of game sentence. I like it. Um, our Channel Six News segment for this. You work week. in mysterious ways. He works in mysterious ways. Uh, we kick off this week's news with Bobby at the Capitol. Uh, yes. We what five five nights in a row for Bobby? Five at the nights. Dang. Um, there was one night off in the middle, but it was a five-night run for for Bobby and the Wolf Bros. Have you listened to any Nob? Yeah, I've heard bits and pieces. They're generally solid shows. I wouldn't call nice. these the best Wolf Bros shows I've ever heard, but it's a good run. I think uh, the, the like, highlights of each you're... night stack up. No, I was a, trying a to, but it wasn't it wasn't in the cards for me. Uh, I, it's just with the holidays and everything. It's a little uh, a little busy for me right now. Yeah. Happy holidays, all. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Today is, of course, the 50th anniversary of Dick Dick's Picks One, which is what we're all celebrating. It's the reason Ooh. for the season. Huge holiday. Uh, we also had Phil at the Fillmore. Yes. Um, I feel like he's at the Fillmore frequently. 
He did a he did a couple of shows there last month, and he did a, a couple of shows this month. Um, I, yeah, I mean, Phil likes to stay local, so you're pretty much, you know, not only, but for the most part, you're going to catch Phil in California these days. I, I'm going to um, show my, I guess, noob side of this, but I often get all of these theaters confused about yeah. where they're located. Well, there's a so, bunch of Fillmore's now. Well, that's the thing. And there's it's not a the Fillmore original East Fillmore. and a Fillmore West, and now this is, yeah, a new Fillmore, but it's on the West Coast. And then they, It's they, just the brand at this point. The capital is in New York. Yes. But isn't there also a capital in Philly, or am I thinking of something else? Uh, there's not. What's in Philly? What's in Philly? Well, Philly has the Fillmore now. They have the Met. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's the Philadelphia Fillmore. Oh, there is. There's a Capitol Theater, but that's a. I think. I think I'm thinking of the Met. Yeah. Mm, The Met. There's a a Met, and there is a Met in New York. That's a museum. See, yeah. See, it's it's. People need to think of more creative names. At the museum. <laughs> yeah. In in the display. <laughs> yeah, I would love to walk around like a, a modern art exhibit while Phil Lesh and his son are just playing music. They're like <laughs> I, in a box, so it's like visually part of the art, you know? I feel like yeah. that would definitely win some like awards. That would I, definitely be on like someone's like... I'd go like twice. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Um... Moving on from Phil at the Fillmore and our uh, Bobby at the Cap, um, what can you folks tell me about Mickey and the Miracles? I did not see this uh, tidbit uh, sure. this in the news at all. This was announced a couple of days ago, yesterday. Yesterday. Um, so as we know, there's the the Dead Ahead weekend in Mexico in January, uh, which features most of the members of Dead and Company playing together in different configurations for a, a weekend of music. Uh, the newest band announced is Mickey and the Miracles. Ooh. It's a band that features Mickey Hart, uh, Carl Barazzo, uh, Giovanni Hidalgo, uh, Derek Trucks on guitar, uh, Isaac Cady, and Jay Lane on drums. Carl Barazzo is also a percussionist. And I think Hidal- Hidalgo is also percussion in some way so so it's going to be more of a percussion based uh, yeah but derek trucks is there so it won't right, just yeah. be a big That's drum nice circle mixture there it'll be cool i'm i'm excited i'm not going but i'll no. i'll listen I'll this is in. what they're doing in mexico yes okay yeah it's too rich for my blood it'd be fun if derek trucks um instead of playing the guitar just drummed on the guitar yeah. case. just <laughs> just to really throw yeah they keep away. bringing out special guests and it's a bunch of non-drummers that are just given drums to play i think they should open for bobby in the midnights um i, I love the, the name bobby in the midnights yeah I, it's yeah. it's like it's like we're going back to Bowtown. uh yeah. i love cool. it I love it. I'm always saying he needs to bring Bobby and the Midnights back. I'm not, what? When was the last Bobby and the Midnights show? Oh, was it, was it in the 80s? Oh, the 80s? yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Very 80s. 80s. Very 80s. No, I, the Bobby and the Midnights does not make the kind of music that you listen to by 1991. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, Fig, I do believe you have the last bullet point on this week's news segment, so go ahead, take it away. Oh, yeah, sure. So, um, uh, frequent listeners will know that last week we had a very special guest on the pod, Gowanus Red. And uh, Gowanus had a great time on the pod, and so did we, in, uh, interviewing and talking with Gowanus. But uh, Gowanus just kind of uh, sent me a postscript and asked me to share this with the pod, and so we shall. Gowanus says, I finally finished an adult Dark Star, 30 minutes plus, April 17th, 1972. Might need a nap or a shower, laughing emoji. And I said, ha, 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 or a change of underpants, because I'm a funny person. And uh, that was it. And wow. so, uh, yeah, just a little, little postscript from that conversation. I'm glad we inspired a little bit of growth now that he's yeah. listened to a 30-minute Dark Star. He doesn't have to <laughs> like him, but I feel like uh, our words experience. got through to him. Absolutely. Moving on to our main event of the evening, which is June 28th, 1986, Alpine Valley in East Troy, Wisconsin. Uh, set one gave us a Hell in a Bucket opener, followed by Ramble and Rose. Then we got CeCe Ryder, Roe Jimmy, Beat It On Down the Line, Touch of Grey, Looks Like Rain, and then set one ended with a Don't Ease Me In. Fig, what were your thoughts on set one? Sure, so I'll start by talking about the different sources that you can find for 62886. Uh, there's a couple soundboards out there, and there's a couple really good audience recordings. Um, there, There's a 12-bit, I guess, soundboard, which did not sound great. Uh, this is the Charlie Miller transfer board. Uh, so definitely check out the 24-bit, which actually did sound a, appreciably better. Uh, but there's also a really good um, board, uh, audience recording that Charlie Miller, I guess, helped uh, get onto the archive. And I, I wish I knew the taper's name offhand, but I do not, uh, which was actually really good. And that, that was the one that really got me to uh, engage with the show. Uh, so let's start with um, the little breakdown here. Hell in a Bucket. I got nothing for it. It was decent. Didn't really do much for me. Uh, Ramble on Rose. I remember not liking it, but again, I don't have much for it. CC Rider, things start really heating up now. I actually did like all of the um, all of the blue solos. Row uh, was good. Uh, at the end, there was this really kind of fast and fun little touch of gray teaser. But then they went into Beat It On Down The Line. Does anybody know how many beats they started with Beat It On Down The Line? I don't fucking know. It was a soup. It was, it it was, was a soup. The, the answer is it's, it's unknowable. Uh... <laughs> Everyone just started playing different beats and they just started to play the song. We get into, oh, and then they came back to Touch of Grey. So they teased it and they actually came through. Uh, and they came up with a boppy and poppy version. This was quick. I thought the ending was actually kind of grungy sounding. Uh, I really like Pete Townsend. Or, Pete, well, okay. I said Pete Townsend <laughs> for a reason. I'm not stroking out here. <laughs> um, who does the, the Pete? like sounding banjo strum at the end like da -da 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 -da. Is, is that bobby i think that's a bobby chord ah uh, that feels da -da -da -da. like a rock star a rock uh, you know that feels like something bobby would do yeah but i could also see jerry doing it too anyway i really like that. Yeah. that that one really slashed you know and came through and that was really cool to hear so that was a good version of touch uh looks like rain uh was a good version uh really good swell of music there at the end 
And Donnie's was just an okay way to end the first set. So I'll kick it over to Nam. Sure. I I quite liked this show. Honestly, my biggest really? gripe. I did. I mean, okay. It's a show that if you think about it too hard, you, you see the rust. You see the problems. You see the loose bolts. But... Nevertheless, a lot of the songs are played with a really wonderful energy and drive, and it is a very fun show to listen to, to dance to, to have on while you are doing other stuff. Uh, and I mean that positively. Um, I think the show starts with a really fun, spontaneous combustion of energy from Helena Bucket. Uh, this bucket. It was the energy they brought to it. It shines as an opener in a way I've never heard a bucket opener shine before. Hmm. I don't know. There was some Titan Furious playing for the band. Very passionate vocal delivery from Bob. The only really thing that irks me tonight, and this is going to be a recurring theme, is those shrieks that Bobby throws in yeah, at the end. Yeah, a lot of them. It really... Th- throughout a lot the evening. Of, yeah, there are a lot of songs that I would give a full endorsement to that lose me because at the end of it, Bobby sounds like that. And, and Helena Bucket is very much one of those songs. Um, I like the Ramble on Rose. Um, I thought it was bouncy and fun in a way that really works for Ramble on Rose. It's 80s Jerry, so the s- vocals have sounded better on this song. Uh, but I really like the playful Jerry guitar part and a really fun solo. The crowd roar tells you everything you need to know. It's it's not an old timer, but it works. Um, solid CC Rider. I think CC Rider is honestly one of the weaker points of the set for me. Uh, I appreciate what the drummers are doing. Um, it's one of the worst Bobby solos I've ever heard, oh. and I don't. I don't want to hyperbolize, but it is one of the squeakiest, <laughs> scratchiest slide that solos didn't come I've ever through. heard. What, what, Interesting. Uh, what source were you listening to? I was doing one of the odds based on your recommendation. Okay. I really didn't have this gripe with too many other songs tonight, but I really didn't like Bobby's slide solo. Um, Jerry's solo was fine, but it, it didn't save it to make me say nice things about it. I liked Ro Jimmy more than I usually do. Like, that is around the time that I started to think, this show might be good, actually. Hmm. Um, I don't know. There's a fun texture that they're playing with. Jerry has some really nice solos. The buildup at the end is done very well. It's a little more energetic than usual that I think is what separates it from a lot of Ro Jimmy's I have heard and disliked over the years. Um, I, I, it was really good. And then, yeah, Beat It On Down the Line is another weak point for me. Whatever the hell happens on the intro to that, I don't I'll know, just, man. I'll just make mouth noises so that people can know. It was like, dun, dun, dun. dun like, it was like they were just trying to mess with you. Like, the meme had... job It was too memed out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it did not work. Once it got going, it was all right. Um, drummers were the saving grace. It's okay. A lot of songs tonight have a lot of energy, and it it often feels like you're on a roller coaster of sorts. This is a roller coaster that's like starting to loosen its bolts. Like this is one of the songs where you start to see 
what could go wrong if it is too energetic. Uh, do you think it might be a letter C energetic? I, I would say that that is certainly a relevant factor here. Um, <laughs> to me, the playing is a little too focused to just be cocaine, but hmm. it is definitely part of the equation. It is not an irrelevant factor here by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, think, I think saying that drugs are a relevant factor uh, when discussing the Grateful Dead is the biggest yeah. understatement hot, yeah, I've ever take. heard. Hot I think take. these guys might have done drugs before playing this music. <laughs> I don't know. Sue me. Um, Captain Trips would never do that. No, 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 no. Not not old not old Jer Bear. Um, <laughs> the only drug he took before going on stage was a nice pint of Cherry Garcia. Mm. I know I it didn't exist for like three more years. Please don't comment that on the on the on the comments for this episode. Or you can. We could. The engagement never hurts. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the show. Uh, Touch of Grey is like that old school fast version. Jerry is really putting his fingers to work on this one. Um, he forgets a few words, but his his passion and his love for the song shine through. There's just an excitement. Like, look at this new song yeah. I have. I don't really know how it goes, but listen to it. Isn't <laughs> it awesome? Um, and it and is. the crowd loves it too. You you can hear towards the end. It's a how the, how the the song's not new though, right? Like it's is, it's four years video? old. Yeah, is the video coming out at this point? 86? No, they haven't recorded it yet. But it came out in 86, the video. 87. Ah, okay. 87. Um, This is still, like, to me, it's still an early touch of gray. I can't see that I'm doing sarcastic air quotes. uh, Because it's it's the pre-coma version where it still sounds Mm. faster and and has this specific energy to it. I find the post-coma touch of grays are when it's just uh, not like mellows more, out, but it slows anthemic. down a little bit into, yes, the anthem version that we yeah. are more used to. Um, it's such a great song. Oh, yeah. No, it's a great song. Uh, you, you can hear even before it is the big hit, you can just hear the magic of Touch of Grey in this performance. It's a really good song. Some really yeah. uh, just underrated lyrics as well. Like, oh, sure. It's Touch of Grey. We've all heard Touch of Grey dozens and dozens <laughs> of times. But, like, really give those words a listen again. They're quite good. Anyway, back to the show again. Looks like Rain is solid. The drums keep it moving. The band really nails the, the storytelling. Um, Bobby is singing his heart out. I think it's his best vocal delivery of the set. This, to me, is Bobby at his most focused he is really trying to nail Looks Like Rain here, and I think he does. Um, I loved Jerry's solo. Uh, my only gripe is I wish that it was a little bit longer. Uh, and then Don't Ease Me In was a fun, if uninspired, way to close things out. It was energetic in a way that this set was at its best, and it had me dancing like one of those Peanuts kids. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a fun button. It's not a highlight of the set by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so yeah, somewhere in there is an opinion. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to for a, a slightly before the coma 86 odd. Anyway, what did you think, game? Uh, good for the most part. Um, I didn't really have anything on Hell in a Bucket. Uh, I did really enjoy Ramble on Rose. Uh, CC Rider was just okay. Uh, I really liked Ro Jimmy. I wrote Jimmy was good. Uh, beat it on down the line. The uh, the opening 
uh, beats really threw me off. Uh, the fast version of Touch of Grey was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, it, it, they all should be that fast. And uh, Jerry was just attacking the guitar like that. Kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting such a such a, uh, a up upbeat touch of gray. It was great. Uh, looks like rain was good. Uh, and don't ease me in is always good. Um, I like this first set way more than I thought I was going to. Um, yeah, it was it was it was good. Uh, set two gave us uh, not to actually not 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 a big set two. Uh, set oh, two only gave us uh, playing in the band into Uncle John's band. Then we got drums in space, China doll, going down the road feeling bad, turn on your love light, and then our encores were one more Saturday night, and it's all over now, baby blue. Knob, what were your thoughts on set two? Sure. As Game has pointed out, this is a fairly short set, too. This whole show in general, it, it was like two hours on tape. Yeah, not a lot um, of songs. No, very short for a, an even by 86 standards where the shows can be 215 or 230. And it was a Saturday night show, too. Yeah, yeah. I will say that the the drums especially comes very early in the placement of this set. But in the context of the playing in the band sandwich, I think mm-hmm. it really works. Um, I do think this show probably could have used like a song before playing in the band just to, to get us yeah. into this world. But that being said, taking it for what it is, I did still enjoy the playing in the band sandwich quite a lot. Um, it's a short playing in the band. I mean, it's eight minutes, but for an 80s playing in the band, it's short. Uh, the jam takes no time to to leave the regular world and and get right into it. Uh, I appreciate the conversation between Jerry and Bobby during this playing in the band. It's uh, it's they take it in some really weird places, uh, and it doesn't really overstay its welcome. It it shows up, it makes some weird fucking noises for five minutes, and then it leaves, and that's cool. Uh, and then we get into the Uncle John's band, which is the highlight of the set and arguably the highlight of the night. Uh, the composed part is brimming with that energy that is really working tonight. Uh, it is played tightly but ferociously, uh, and the audience declares with such uh, the audience responds with such wonderful energy. Um, it just. I don't know. It's a really strong Uncle John's band. And then it gets really interesting about halfway through where they introduce this jam that isn't the usual end of Uncle John's band jam. Mm. You're just getting some cool, weird, different stuff. Bobby's really leading the way, but everyone is exploring and pushing the boundaries of what this song is capable of. I don't know what set we're going to choose, truth be told, but either way, seek out this playing in the band. this Uncle John's band. It is quite good. Then we get to drums. And I also really liked drums. Um, it makes sense, again, not in the context of the set, but that Uncle John's band jam felt like it was calling to go into drums. And I feel like yeah. drums really continued that conversation, took it to a cool different place. The first few minutes have this constant sense of falling. It never, it settles on some grooves for a few seconds, but it never really 
feels like we've landed anywhere until about halfway through where we get some really Tom heavy stuff and Mickey's on the talking drum and it feels like we've landed, but almost like underground. It's got a really I'm good ju- I'm just gonna, to it. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to cut in, in to, uh, to hear what game has to say about the drums. Uh, I of course skipped the drums. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Like any self, um, you, you can't speak about the drums what you, for what are you implying about five and me? Half minutes? You always say <laughs> that, like any self respecting person, <laughs> but I wrote that you're falling and then you're in the ground. And what about that? Does I, not I, scream, I, I, do, I respect myself. I, I am, I am gently, no, 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 uh, don't answer for ribbing. him. I want to know. Well, it, I started it, so I will. <laughs> Uh, I, it is, this is a, a gentle rib uh, of you, Nob, but I do think it's very impressive that you can speak about drums in a coherent way for more than yeah, like for real. 10 seconds. So I just wanted to bring that up. I, I mean, you, you may be setting world records for, you know, speaking a drums into existence. So I shouldn't have stopped you. Go ahead. Go. Thank you. No, it's okay. Yes. I, I appreciate it. And I want to clarify that I, yeah. I wasn't if, actually if you ever have mad a spin-off. about these ribs. I was enjoying it. Okay. Yeah. If you ever have a spinoff podcast, it would be you talking about drums. No, I. You give me my own podcast. I'm gonna start talking about fish in like 15 <laughs> seconds, like almost immediately. I don't even care what the topic <laughs> is. You give me a microphone and no one to constrain me to say, "Nob, don't talk about fish right now." You're gonna hear about the wave hey, of hope from Madison Square Garden hey, this past hey, Nob. July. Hey, Nob, uh, don't talk about fish. Oh man, see, this is the kind of artistic censorship that I live under on the Help on the Way podcast. Um, so space was good. Uh, <laughs> it was a, a short and sweet space. I don't know, it was, was just Jerry and the boys. Would you describe it as spacey? Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, it's short and it doesn't get... It's, yeah, it was it's spacey, it's it gets it's weird. Spacey. It doesn't have to get that weird because it's coming off of the Uncle John's band jam. This really does. This is something like we joke about once in a while, but this really does feel like a space drum space. Uh, mm. So I feel like they don't have to get that weird, but they still oh, get really weird. Um, Bobby is is leading this weirdness yet again. Uh, this is I. Bobby is both my MVP and my villain of the night. Like he mm. does. My favorite parts of this show are because of what Bob Weir is doing on the guitar, and my least favorite parts of this show tonight are what Bob Weir is doing with his voice. Um, <laughs> I contain multitudes. Um, so, Space has a lovely landing in China Doll. Uh, there's a fast China Doll. It grooves a little bit normal, a little bit more than normal, both with the speed and the the drums of it all. The solo, Jerry's China Doll solo, you you gotta hear it. It's yeah. really, really good. Um, I will, I will, if I can nitpick, because that's where the show kind of starts to fall apart, is when you nitpick it a little bit. The the transition from going minor to major at the end of that uh, instrumental part is is a little underwhelming. That's usually yeah. the highlight of China Doll, and it was fine. Oh, uh, I hear that. Um, the harmonies at the end were beautiful, and I can't take that away. It it works. It's a very good China doll. That's just my little nitpick. Um, yeah, fast and furious transition back into playing in the band. An excellent landing for this sequence of music. And then a nice zippy going down the road feeling bad. 
Uh, it's fun, and it gets more and more fun the longer it goes on. Uh, I especially love when Brent starts yelling those harmonies at the end, and the crowd starts cheering along with him. It's great. Yeah. The band doesn't quite agree on when the song ends, uh, but it does lead to a, a very fast and we bid you good night ending from Jerry, which is cool to hear. Uh, and then a very sudden transition into Love Light, but it's a fun Love Light. It, it works in the way that Don't Ease works. It's just a fun dance party to close things out. This is not an all-timer Love Light. It is not, you're not getting anything too weird. Bobby's raps and ad-libs don't stray too far until the end where Bobby starts getting rid of a hairball or something. <laughs> I don't know. He starts going like... And then he starts screaming. And I just... Like, that's where the song loses me. Anyway. I think we had to, to be the, there. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, we'll get your dad on the pod and ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Bobby made his, his shrieking cat noises, was that better or worse <laughs> than when he didn't? Um, my dad saw him about like two weeks after this. Cool. He saw him in July of 86. Anyway. Uh, then we get to our encores. We're almost done. <laughs> One more Saturday night is a very double fun encore. groove. Yeah, double encore. It's energetic, but it still gives it room to grow into the usual barn burner. I don't know. Like the first minute felt different than the usual One More Saturday Nights I'm used to. And then it slowly got to that place I'm used to it going. To me, One More Saturday Night burns down the house, and then Jerry stands in the ashes and sings his heart out on It's All Over Now, Baby Blue, which is just a, a gorgeous, gorgeous way to close out the night. Um, yeah, I really like this show. It's not perfect. It's not an all-timer. I don't even know if it's the best show of 86, but I really like it, and I am very glad we listened to it. Ooh. Anyway, Fig, did you like it as much as me? Maybe oh, no. even more? Oh, 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 no, my friend. Not, not that. What? Uh, but it wasn't bad. I mean, I, I like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm no, not no, going to no, no. nag just on say the what show. You mean. Say, say what you need to say. Yeah, um, let the words fall out. Honestly, I want my see inspiration flow. No, it, it, it wasn't great. <laughs> but that's why that's my opinion. Um, and that's why yeah, we are all speaking our piece. Yeah, Playing that's why, was that's why there's three of us. Yeah, so playing was okay. Um, see, I didn't neg on it. I it agree. was okay. Playing was okay. It, playing uh, was not my favorite part of that set. The jam doesn't really go anywhere uh, until we noodle our way into Uncle John's band, which was actually very good. Um, and it got better with that little jam about halfway through. And I'm going to do you know the fig thing and, and compare. But to my ears, that little jam reminded me of a Lindsey Buckingham uh era fleetwood mac acoustic jam and it sounded mm. composed and it was and it was interesting to my ears and I, i'm not i'm not you know knocking fleetwood mac or Lindsay buckingham I, I i love fleetwood mac and think Lindsay buckingham is an incredible player um it was just interesting to hear the grateful dead take that turn and and they did they did it well but it was interesting they didn't really they didn't let the idea outlive its welcome um it was yes. probably two minutes and then after about two minutes, it was somebody, I'm not sure who, it was either, it was either Bobby, I'm going to say Bobby, just kind of ends it and, and just takes it into more of a playing in the band, uh, just kind of free flow jam direction. So the last five minutes of the song just kind of gets a little bit noodly. And uh, I think you kind of mentioned it was kind of a spacey. And I think that's right, because it goes into drums. I didn't really listen to drums that much because I didn't like how it sounded. 
on on the recording. Um, we get into space, which was a particularly evil space, mm. uh, very dissonant, clashing chords, and you know, just kind of kind of creep me out kind of situation. Uh, which goes into China, which is a particularly evil China doll. Um, this one, I mean, China, I think is probably. I mean, I'll, I'll pull the audience here. Is is the most evil sounding Grateful Dead song, at least at first. Interesting. I, that's that's the vibe I get. Interesting. That's the vibe I get. Not victim or the crime. No, that's cheesy. <laughs> huh. I mean, that's also I've evil, but in a cheesy, in like a cartoonishly evil, evil way. I view that's it as as very dark. I view it as very dark. It's dark, but I've never seen it as interesting. Yeah, um, I'm not arguing. I just genuinely yeah, am sure. interested. I'm gonna have to think about that. Okay. Um. So this, but this one was particularly evil. I mean, like I, I get that kind of vibe from the song generally, and then I think with this one was specifically. Um. And Jerry Solo was was excellent, but it was so moody and it was so raw and, and grungy, mm-hmm. and and you know it really was. I think highlighting, emphasizing the. Particularly, I keep saying the word "evil." Uh, uh, nature of the of the song tonight. I'd actually like to know what Gowanus, uh, as a metalhead, uh, thinks about China Doll. Um, I, I think there there could be some um, commonalities there. I wrote that, that this song was the best of the night. Uh, it was either, I mean, definitely Jerry's best solo of the night, and definitely I think the Dead's best song. Although I do I do agree with you, that the major part at the end uh, was kind of lacking, but uh, a cool song. Uh, playing of the band reprise was okay. I thought it was a bit superfluous. I didn't think they needed to go back into it, but clearly they had to put the the last bun on the playing of the band sandwich. Big Mac there. Uh, we get into going down the road feeling bad. That was that was fun. Love Light was fun. Saturday night was fun. Baby Blue actually I did not like. Uh, you know, Hell in a Buck is one of my favorite openers. Baby Blue is one of my favorite closers. So this song sh- or this set should have really appealed to me more than it did. Um, I wasn't really digging it, but um, that's my opinion. And let's, for a third opinion, let's hear what Game has to say. All right. Um, playing in the band was okay. Uh, Uncle John's band I thought was real good. Uh, did not listen to drums or space. Uh, China Doll I thought was a standout of set two. Uh, going down the road feeling bad was okay. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Turn On Your Love Light in any iteration, uh, and this would count. I'm not a big fan. Uh, <laughs> one More Saturday Night was all right. And uh, I always like It's All Over Now, Baby Blue. I, uh, and I thought that was good as well. Um, not really a, a blowaway show by any stretch of the imagination, um, but a did solid, you just, solid did you show. Did you use the word blow away, like the oh, song title? In a- <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> in a different context? Okay. I did. Uh, on, so, on brand. On brand, indeed. Uh, moving on, um, does this show make either of your Book of the Dead? Snob? No. Wow. The, I mean, that's the thing. Is It's a, a lot it's of a, hot air coming out of you, Nob, for a big, I, <laughs> big fat no. I really like this show. The thing that I was <laughs> saying before about how... It is very fun when you are just kind of listening to it. It is a wonderful show to have on in the background or to dance along to. It is, as an active listen, you see the flaws. You, you see the mm. bolts starting to come a little loose on some of these songs. You hear Bobby make those noises over and over and over. It's not, 
again, you know, it's not an all-timer show, but I do really enjoy it, and I am glad I listened to it. It doesn't make my Book of the Dead, but just barely. And I might even feel... No, I even don't even think it's because of the audience tape soundboard thing. I still think, even if I had a soundboard, I will uh, say no, it doesn't make my Book of the Dead. Yeah, the soundboard was good. It wasn't great. Um, the 24-bit yeah. was a definite improvement. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with no, too, uh, for the reasons uh, mentioned above. And same here. No for me. Um, good show. Solid show. But nothing really stood out. Uh, which set would we like to feature? Um, Fig, I'll give you the first choice on that. Uh, I'm going to go with two. Um some really cool stuff there i like i really like that that jam in the uh middle there of uncle john's band and then the evil china doll was the best of the night and then we'll throw in the encore too why not i am going to vote for set one oh which fuck which throws this firmly into the hands (laughs) of our friend knob knob which set of June 28th, 1986, would you oh. like to feature? Oh, I was so hoping that this would be settled. <laughs> and I could I just can flip say a coin. whichever one. No, 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 no. No, I have to. No. I'm as it's my responsibility as a podcast co-host <laughs> to put all the effort in and to choose a set myself. I, I think the best parts of this show are in set two. I think the the Uncle John's Band and the China Doll are the two best songs of the night. I think set one is a better set. I think it is more consistently strong in a way that I have more gripes about set two than I do set one. Neither set is perfect. There's there's things to gripe about in both. But I, I think I have to go set one. But also, please, dear listener, also listen. Could you could you just do set one and then also pin on the Uncle John's band at the end? I, I can do that, yes. Wow. Right. Then so, I can live with that. So please, everybody, stick around for post-podcast to listen to set one and a little bit of uh, set two of June 28th, 1986. Uh, moving on to our mother trucker, uh, I'll go first. And, uh, again, I'm going to feel like a cop out here by saying this, but I'm going to go with Jerry. Um, it's a good answer tonight. He, he attacked, um, touch of gray, like crazy. And his, um, he was really emoting when he was singing, um, getting into, um, different ways of uh, 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 phrasing words, saying things, just just into it. Uh, he was really into it this evening. Ooh. So Jerry is my mother trucker. Uh, Nob, who's your MVP? Uh, it is a good Jerry night. It, I, I can't in good conscience give it to Bob Weir. I want to, because his guitar contributions are a big part of what makes this show, especially the second set, work for me. But then he makes those noises, and I don't <laughs> have fun anymore. So I can't, I, can't, I can't in good conscience give it to Bob, but you, you can at least, dear listener, hear me struggle about saying that. I, Jerry is a great pick. I think since you have said Jerry, I am going to give it to the drummers. 
I think this was a really strong drummer night. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna I, go I, with Pete Townsend. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I I might just give it to to Lindsey Buckingham. Okay, <laughs> I'll stop. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I I really. I don't think I have a mother trucker for for the night. <sighs> Damn. Because I mean, I couldn't hear Phil. No. Jerry at times sounded like he uh, had a upper respiratory infection while singing. Uh, yeah, the Bobby for for your reasons, knob. Um, and I really didn't really like what King Brent was doing. When it worked, it worked, but it didn't all work. Yeah, I'm 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 I don't know. I'm a little beklempt. Um all right, we'll do Lindsay Buckingham. All right, Fig, go ahead and take the Reddit comments. Yeah, sure. So we had actually a lot of good Reddit comments this week. Um three stood out, and I think we'll each uh take one. I'll go ahead with uh frequent commenter JWG three, uh who's um What's it called when when they have like a little tag? Um, what's that called uh, on Reddit where you can oh, flare uh, up their flare? Is it flare? Yeah, flare. Yeah, yeah, their little flare says "Let there be songs to fill the air" and has a steely in um, text format, which is pretty cool. So, user JWG3 says this one stood out among the eighty shows that have come up recently. Like most heads, I have a Hunter Garcia bias, but after this looks like rain, I'm here to say that song is an exception. Looking forward to hearing Bobby and Donna duet on that song again when a 70s show finally comes back up. Wow. Uh, looking at next week, it feels like it'll be forever until that happens. That's true. It's because the 91 show that we'll talk about in a moment is, is already up on the board. I proved to be a set two guy again here. Thank you. And the standouts were that Uncle John's band, the studio yeah. version is so damn important to me, but I just love a good jam on it, sandwiched within a playing in the band. And the solos on that Chai doll were incredibly emotional. Oh yeah, well, well said. And of course, I'm a sucker for a baby blue encore. Still not Book of the Dead worthy, but I recommend the listen. Uh, so this was uh, commented about eight hours ago by JWG3, and I think that comment is exactly like a paraphrase of what we just said in the last forty minutes. So that's kind of creepy, but also I at do, the same time, I I do. I mean, I often find myself agreeing with your friend and mine, JWG3. But this I read earlier. I think right before we started this recording, and I was like, that that's pretty much what I think, except yeah. I was rooting for set one. That was well, even, even the, the 70s highlights. Yes. 70s when shows. are we? When are we? I, I know you have no power. There's some good ones coming up. No, I randomized. Can... It's fine. No, it's, I'll live. It's random. I'm an adult. <laughs> it's random, but I think the randomizer is coming around to its sense, senses. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, who wants uh, to take the next one? Go ahead. I'll go ahead and take the next one uh, from Great81 Text2. Uh, my first Alpine Valley show. Uh, enjoyed it immensely as Alpine Valley was a bucket list venue for me back then. Show started at four, I believe. Mm. It was weird leaving the show after Baby Blue and it was still light out. Yeah, it was probably 6.30. With how quick the set was. Yeah. Oh, gee, a four o'clock start, too. Yeah, I, I yeah. can't That's wrap one my more head. Saturday evening. I, I can't wrap my more head around Saturday. that. A four o'clock start? Like, one more I, Saturday supper. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, no, we'll take the final one. 
Sure. Your friend and mine, and specifically mine, you slash Deadco Rocks, <laughs> said, Nice. I was at these shows on a healthy dose of mushrooms. The play in Uncle John's band has some extended jams, also a speedy touch. And that's exactly how I would agree, except for the part where I wasn't at the show, and I also was not on a healthy dose of mushrooms. Nor um, were you alive. No, but we don't... We don't need to bring that up. It feels tacky to to just be constantly bragging that I wouldn't be born for 13 more years. <laughs> Looking ahead mm-hmm. to our next week's show, we have September 8th, 1991, Madison Square Garden in New York City. New York City? Um... And Are any of you guys old enough to know that reference? Is that, just... from, is that from Pace Picante? It's from Pace Picante. Yes. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, there was a time called the 90s. There was a time. New York City! New York City! <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so looking over the set list, um, nothing really stands out. Um... Well, we got a touch opener. Touch opener, a dark star jam. Wait, wait, guys. No, I messed up. I messed up. I, oh. I, I'm doing poorly tonight. The, the show, oh. the show that we have posted is actually 9 18 91. Oh, yes. All right. Well, and I guess I let's have... redo this whole segment. No, just keep it in. Um, okay. Um, I'll, let me just, um, uh, maybe I should have to go find it. Oh, wait, no, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. 9 9 18. 91891. All right, so 918 is still in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it was oh, a long run. We're still at the same venue. Okay, Baker's dozen. Um we get a midnight hour. Mm. Midnight hour opener. Um a crazy fingers in set 2. Nice. Uh broke down for an encore. Uh a terrapin and a plan. Nice. Another yeah, Road Jimmy. They're all good songs. Yeah. Another Road Jimmy. Are you kidding me? Just, just for you, dog. What? Come oh, on. and a victim, Crazy Fingers, playing Terrapin, Drums Wheel, Miracle, okay. Warfrat, Sugar Max. Well, we'll, we'll all find out together uh, on episode 99 of Ooh. the Help on the Way Ooh. podcast. Let's go ahead and do our bookkeeping for this episode. Yeah, as sorry, not all- to do the outro before you've done the bookkeeping. <laughs> no, I like it. Um, as always, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your loving uh, Grateful Dead friends and family. Um, as always, you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, you will not find us at one that sort of rhymes with evil plotify. So if you do happen to use a service that <laughs> rhymes with evil plotify, uh, you will not find us on that service. If you get your podcast the old fashioned way, you may get them at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. Of course, you may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com as Always, you can communicate with us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. And we are on YouTube at youtube.com slash symbol help on the way pod. Uh, new episodes get uploaded concurrently when our live podcasts 
uh, go up and old episodes are being uploaded all of the time. Um, any final parting words from my co-host, Nob or Fig? I'm good. Nob? Yeah, uh, tune in next week for episode 99 of the Help on the Way podcast. And thank you once again for listening to the Help on the Way podcast.
Jill Mama told the sailor One go up, one go down the
Une assise, si
Oh 
you thought you had Rock your baby to and fro Not too fast and not too slow
awoke today. Fell just out of bed. The covers were still warm. Where you land? You were gone. My heart was filled with pain. You might not be sleeping here again. But it's all right, cause I love you That's not gonna change Run me around, make me hurt again and again But I'll still sing you love songs In the letters of your name Braves turn to come, for it surely looks like rain. Did you ever wake into the sound? Those street cats making love. I guess from their cries, you were listening to a fight. They're only trying to make it through the Of your name, 
breath is starting to come. Oh, it surely looks like rain. Here it comes again. Surely looks like rain. Looks like rain here to come again.
days Don't you worry anymore Cause when life looks like easy street There is danger at your door Think this through with me
Uncle John's bed by the riverside. Got some things to talk about here beside the rising tide. Come here, Uncle John's bed, playing to the tide. Come on, along, go Thank you.